am I ready to move out? I'm only 30. Wow. Millennials, am I right? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Reject the Regular. My name is Angel. And I'm Jen. And today we're talking about being older and and still living with your parents, I guess. Yeah. And actually, at the end of this one, we're going to talk about the three steps that we took to actually finally move out of our parents' house. Yeah. So stay till the end. All right. So let's go with number one. Why, in general, do you think most or a lot, like there was statistics, I don't know what they are anymore, but I think in 2019, I want to say at least 30% of millennials were still living with their parents. Wow. That's a lot. And so that age range is probably about 25 to 35. Mm-hmm. And generations before that, that's it was a big deal to be living with your parents that old. You were out by 21. Yeah. Um, I think we can talk about why we chose and we have other millennial friends that still live with their parents. Um, the reason we did was one, you saved money. Yeah. We were able to just coexist with my mom. We lived with my mom and be able to, Kind of like she didn't get in our space too much and we didn't get in her space too much. But yeah, it, it, it was still inconvenience. A little yeah, bit. but it wasn't a big deal to be there. No, it wasn't a huge deal. We, you know, we coexisted well um, to a point. It was hard at times. Like I'd get me and my mom had a different relationship. So we would get on each other's nerves. So I couldn't. I it came to a point where I was like, OK, I can't do this. She's a great mom. And she did a lot for me. It was just coming to the point that I needed my independence at that time. Yeah, that's the thing is it's uh and she she helped us a lot by letting us even live there. Yeah. And not charging like the rent that she should have. Mm-hmm. And so she helped us a lot in that regard. Exactly. But at the same time, it's kind of like we need some more independence on our own. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people probably deal with this too, where we were looking at houses and we always got the advice of don't buy or nope. I mean, don't rent. Yeah. You, you need to buy because otherwise you're just throwing money away. Mm-hmm. And you hear that all the time. And so when you're looking at buying a house, you need to have what the 20% down payment. Yes. Otherwise you have to pay the the PMI, that yeah. prime mortgage insurance. And that's, I think the second reason why a lot of millennials stay at home is because it's overwhelming all the advice you get from people on what to do and how to do it. Like, do I rent? Do I buy? Do I, you know, do this? Do I do that? They don't some some of them i'm not saying all some of them just don't know where to even begin mm-hmm. and i know that's where we were at like you were saying i know a lot of people told us that we were lucky and to stay at your mom's house as long as we could to keep saving up money yeah and and we thought it was a good idea also like oh that makes sense logically and financially that makes sense yeah but then we were almost 30 and and to say we don't move we don't live with your mom now no we don't we moved out uh january 2020 right before everything hit yeah <laughs> but everything's fine i mean we're good but i'm just saying like uh we moved out and i could not imagine being quarantined with my mom i'm thankful actually i love her but we're just not good being stuck together at home that long mm-hmm. <laughs> together so i think i think finances is the biggest thing why people don't move out yeah so like for us we have we still have so much in student loan debt that we're mm-hmm. still paying off. We have the car payment that we're still paying off and credit cards. Yeah. And so finances, you have a lot of millennials who are came out of school hoping for a better job and they're not getting that better job. And now they have all this student loan debt. Like we have, we have a big pile. <laughs> we talked about that in our, 
what's it called 1300 a month to debt mm-hmm. yeah we did talk about it very openly and it is down we have paid off some debt mm-hmm. but still your student loans are the biggest chunk of our um they're about over 500 dollars so I can see like you're paying over $500 a month and not making that much money. You're, it's hard. It's hard. How it's do you It's kind of like out? you're stuck. How you do, you, it's where we were. We couldn't yeah. see how we would be able to afford a house. Like you had, and you still have, we just own our own company now, but you had a great paying employer. It wasn't that you were being underpaid or you weren't being paid enough. It was just the fact that we had so much student debt. Mm-hmm. I think finances is a huge one where you look at it, you look at the numbers. And I remember doing this was like, I look at the numbers over and over and you just feel discouraged. You're just like, what? I, forget it. You know what? I don't even want to talk. Let me shop on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> you just get really discouraged and you just don't want to even deal with it anymore because it never changes. The numbers never change, it feels like. And you don't know what to do anymore. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing is you have to decide if you're ready to move out or not. If this is what you want, mm-hmm. if you're ready and you're like, and you were like me, like I, you know, your relationship could be destroyed if you stayed another month or a year. Then you need to move out. If it's coming to the point where you're building resentment towards your, you know, parents or that you just want to live the life you want, and we've heard that from different friends of ours that still live with their parents their relationship with their parents aren't the best anymore. And it really has to do with the fact that you're not, you shouldn't be there any longer. You need oh, to. Sometimes you just need some time to miss your parents. Yes. <laughs> Even vacations weren't becoming enough to miss my mom. <laughs> and so, and I lived with her all my life. You know, I never lived without my mom. Uh, I would visit you in Tucson when you're at U of A for a little bit, but I didn't move out. I never moved out. I've always lived with my mom for since I was born. And so for me, I didn't have the issue. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a tie to your mom while I'm losing, while I was living there. Mine was, it was a lot more of the financials. Like it made sense to live there as, as long as we could build yeah. up, uh, build up a savings so that we could get a good down payment on our house. Yeah. And that was the thing is like all of a sudden we started realizing all the advice we got was not for us any longer. That didn't make sense in our lives. No, we had a vision of moving out. Like this is what it was going to be. We were going to move out into a house that we were going to stay in that was good for the kids in a good neighborhood near their schools, Mm -hmm. still close to your mom. Mm -hmm. And that was going to be our house for I don't know how long. Like we're going to be in Arizona for a while was the plan. At at least for 10 years. It was right. So we were going to we were dedicating a chunk of our life to that house is what it was going to be. Yeah. And so that was kind of like the regular way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And we had to decide like, is that actually what we want or are we doing that because we're supposed to? And then because we were trying to fulfill that dream, those kind of houses in the area that we were talking about were more expensive. And so they kind of made out of our price range. Yeah. Well, so, and that was the thing is we could, we could have gotten them, but we would have been underwater. We would have been tight. Overextended on Absolutely. Things. And we would have just been living a life that was wanted from everybody else but not from us in reality and that's when we started getting really clear when we started making decisions on how we wanted to go with our life and we had kids young that's not a secret we're 30 and we have 13 year olds and a 15 year old so our life has been very dedicated in keeping a stable home for our children and i think that also had a play in Mm -hmm. our 
decisions and how we were going to do things. Yeah, the, the stability was a big factor. One of the things that I realized was that I was trying to create a family life that I wanted when I was younger, but realizing my kids didn't really care if we were renting or buying a house. Yeah, they w- wouldn't even know, really. Yeah, and our fear was like, I had to stay in the same neighborhood as my mom because that's where our son's friends were at. So we have to stay there. We can't move. They have to be, you know, the stability. And we ended up moving like, you know, a little bit out, half a mile away, not in her neighborhood. And it's worked out. So I think when I started letting go of my expectations of what I thought being a good family was and starting realizing what I wanted it to look like for us and dreaming again, Mm -hmm. it, it started like, I don't want to live here for 10 years. And it didn't make sense anymore to buy a house for us right so you want you want to talk about the the three things that we actually did or it kind of went in like three phases i would say yeah so at first it was we were there we wanted to move out and what we were saving up for a house Mm -hmm. and so our goal was once we save up that 20 percent of what we were saying like two hundred fifty thousand dollars so 20 percent i don't know 350 so it was gonna be it was gonna be a bunch of money once we saved up that money Mm -hmm. then we were gonna move out and then at the rate we were going, it was going to take years. Yeah. Like a lot of years to be able to get that amount of money. Mm-hmm. And so we decided, we're like, we're 30. We're not going to do this anymore. We don't want this. This is not what we're, we want our life to be for the next five years. Yeah. And so we actually decided, we put a, a goal on it. We're like, okay, whatever it looks like, let's move out by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And so that was a that was a big thing. Like it was a it was a shift from wanting to move out to we are moving out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you start looking at houses, we're not just like kind of looking, oh, that'd be nice. It's like, oh, can I actually live here? Can I afford that? Yeah. And that was one of the things is we set a budget on how much we wanted to spend a month. Mm-hmm. And we started looking at those houses and we started saying, okay, well, we're not going to get the brand new houses that have the best of everything, but we would get the house that we would actually love to live in. You know, there's a little bit difference and stuff like that. So we ended up realizing what was really necessity to us. Right. And and a lot of it too was, it was kind of, we had to start rejecting some of the advice that was given to us mm-hmm. where it wasn't, it's not the best idea for you to just live with your parents anymore mm-hmm. or you don't need to save up so much money. It's not, it wasn't that anymore. Or like buying, I had to put that outside. Buying a home wasn't the best advice for us. We did not. I mean, we even were moving into the house. We got like flyers. Did you see this house was on sale? Yeah, but I'm not going to buy it was all with love, though. All with love. <laughs> yeah. So that takes us to number two is we actually had to adjust our expectations. Yeah. Of what our house was going to look like. Because like we said, originally it was going to be the two-story house. All of our kids have a bedroom. We're going to have a pool. It's going to be in a nice neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be our, like, a permanent house. We're going to live there for a long time. Yeah. Perfect furniture. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Uh, complete with the full mortgage that was going to be there for 30 <laughs> years. But we had to, we had to change that. And we had to become okay with renting yeah and i know because i the money's always on my mind is like i was looking at does that even make sense to do it so i looked online i I was listening to people started reading financial books and it came across as like buying a house doesn't always even make financial sense anymore like they always say it's the best investment you can make but it comes with because it costs costs a lot of money first there's the down payment Mm -hmm. there's property taxes which could be thousands of dollars a year Mm -hmm. so you have to factor that in also then there's a the maintenance, like the air conditioning goes out. You have to reseal your house. 
those sort of things. It, it does add up. And so it's a lot of money to put into a house, especially if you're not going to be living there for long term. Yeah. So let's talk about like why we changed our mind. Of- to renting? Mm-hmm. So that was one of them. The other thing was our kids are getting to the age where they're going to be graduating soon. Yeah. And so we thought about it if we're going to even live in Arizona after they graduate. Yeah. And if we want to be committed that long. And that was one of the conversations we had with our kids is we talked about having a different life than what we've had. And that means to us is we've had a life where we've been stable. We stayed put for 15 years in Arizona and we have raised our boys at the same school. They've never moved except this one time. They moved from my mom's house to this renting house. And that's it. Our boys have had a very stable life. And mm-hmm. having the same friends since kindergarten, going to the high school with their cousins. And we thought about what would it look like if we moved out of Arizona where we could travel more frequently than what we can. And maybe you do online school. They at first were like, yes. And then they there was emotions, you know. But now they've come to the point where they're excited for it. Mm-hmm. And we decided that we want to go try out Puerto Rico for at least one year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not able to say that's our forever place either. And we'll rent there as well until we know where we want to be forever. But that was one of the things now we have decided that we want to change our children's point of view in life because we don't necessarily think that college is the right step for our children. Yep. And so one of the things too that with the renting does for us, it it allows us that flexibility to make those sort of decisions yeah. of let's try a year somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And if we don't like it, we can move again. Where mm-hmm. if we bought a house, if we bought it here, we would kind of put our life almost in stone of, all right, you guys are going to go to school. You're going to graduate here. Yeah. And then basically the, do the regular lifestyle. Yeah. And that was something that we decided just wasn't for us any longer. And we wanted to change it. And we adjusted our standards. And all of a sudden, our kids have been doing, they're doing well. And actually, this online school has been interesting with the quarantine because it's kind of showing them what it would look like if we did online schooling. Um, Yet we would be hoping to travel (laughs) during the time. It'd be not so stuck at home. But it's actually has us realizing we're, going to be okay if we made this choice if we went to puerto rico for a year and we are i mean that's that's the goal is moving in 2021 to puerto rico Mm -hmm. and getting started with a different life so yeah i'm excited for it yeah i know it doesn't sound like it but i'm we are really excited and we just can't wait to go visit it and go explore puerto rico there was one of the things too that we kind of adjusted adjusted our expectations where we decided we were cool with less stuff and less house mm-hmm. if that meant that we can go and travel more. Mm-hmm. And the kids were actually really on board with this whole thing. And I was surprised because like, I know when I was a kid, I did not want to move at all. Yeah. Like I was very much attached to my school, my friends and like the security of it. Yeah. But they were like, oh, yeah, we could we could try that. We could try a new school. Like I, I can always talk to my friends online and I'll, like they were way more okay with it than I thought they were going to be, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. I mean, it's funny because they'll be like, oh, it's coming up fast. So there's that little like, ooh, but excitement, nervousness. It's not like, I don't know. I'm too scared. It's not scared. It's not fear. It's just excitement, nervousness mm-hmm. that I would say we are all feeling. We talk about it. And I think it's going to be good for them to see different culture. 
after getting clear on what our expectations were for a house, yeah, we had to take control of our money. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I'm not just talking about writing down a budget. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about like skipping the coffees every morning <laughs> from Starbucks. No, because that's that's a lot of the advice that you get, and it's like save, 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 save some more. Mm-hmm. And yeah, don't go get your iced teas at QT or don't go get some lattes or you shouldn't be in restaurants. And we actually hear people say that. They're like, yeah, we're on a like really limited budget. We're not even getting sodas from Circle K. And I'm like, really? How much is that saving you? Right. <laughs> it's saving you $7 a week and it's not that much in the grand scheme of things. And so the cool thing we heard was Ramit, Ramit Sethi. And I'm not even sure how, how to say his name, but we heard him say, People are so focused on these problems and getting a latte every day. It's like a $3 yeah. problem. We're going to get your iced tea. If you count it up, even if you got one every day and it's the dollar, you save yourself $365 a year. Yeah. And he's like, that's a $300 problem. That's not going to get you into a new house. Mm-mm. He's like, you got to start focusing on these $10,000 problems. These $1,000, like getting a raise at your job is going to get you more money. Or what are you doing with your taxes? Or where is your money coming in from? You can actually start increasing your money. Yeah. Rather than trying to de- decrease your expenses, because if let's say we're spending four thousand a month, mm-hmm. you can only decrease your spe- expenses by so much. Yeah. But if you try to increase it, there's no limit to how much you can actually increase it. And so we started a, a business, and there was like there's a whole long story behind this, but this helped us a lot as we started a business and started increasing the income. So at at your mom's house, we were there. And we had the working income and we had our business income. Yeah. And so we were starting to save a lot more money. So that helped us get our finances under control a lot. It actually gave us a lot more options. Mm-hmm. And it made us seem, it made it seem like it was actually possible to move out pretty fast. Yeah. So it was something that, and we we started looking at and we started getting the ideas. One of the things is um, for myself, and I know Angel did as well, we started creating a better relationship with money. Mm-hmm. Now, I had a horrible relationship with money, meaning I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to talk about money with Angel. We actually never fought about money because we never talked about money. We never really got into it. We kind of ignore it. And I think But we, there was a lot of tension whenever it was brought up. Yeah, and I think we've we've discussed this in some other podcasts. Find it somewhere. I don't know. I think it's a thirteen hundred dollar debt one that we talk about how we didn't as soon as it got tension, we would like, okay, not talk about it any longer. So we didn't argue about money necessarily, but we didn't really talk about it the way we probably should have because we both didn't have a healthy relationship. One, like I was the spender and Angel was the, um, not saver, but the like. I was a lot more cautious on where I spent my money at. And yeah, because there was a lot of guilt whenever I spent money, especially on myself. Yeah, you did. And so we went through this process of realizing we needed to kind of heal this relationship with money and not emphasize the importance of it. And I know that sounds weird to say that. You start realizing that money is the tool and not the thing that brings life to you. You just use it as the necessity. Right, it shouldn't be the focus of what you're what you're after. Thank you. Yes. So that was one thing is we started healing our relationship. And if you feel like money is something that you don't want to talk about or you don't even want to deal with, that might be the first step you really want to focus on is creating a healthy relationship, reading some money books, uh, doing some exercises that have to go around money and stuff like that. That really helped us. 
And I know in a later podcast, we're going to go deeper into what we kind of did and how we started changing our lives around it. Mm -hmm. I know one of the things is like once we once I personally started letting money flow, like when I was okay spending and okay receiving, Mm -hmm. then it flowed more and it just became easier. And then and then the worries kind of went away so much like they're still there. Like it's it's still something I have to get over as far as uh, worrying about money. There's like every once in a while it creeps back up. But it always amazes me how money always comes to us and it flows to us, um, especially during this pandemic that we're in. We have been, we have seen no decrease in our finances. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that is really awesome to see and be able to know that we, as long as we use it as a tool, we create this healthy relationship. We don't try to like keep hold of it, you know, yeah. it always will bring to us now i'm not saying like we just sit there and meditate all day and money shows up we do work we do do things but it's You're trying be- things out yeah we try new things but we do things that we love and that we want to do so the other thing too is it is about the budget too mm-hmm. like we did go into it and we hated budgeting before oh god i know but we tried this new way of budgeting where we actually we allocate percentages of where mm-hmm. our money's going to go so like this much is going to go towards bills. Mm-hmm. This much is going to go towards saving for the future. Mm-hmm. This much, we're just going to blow. Like, yeah. And so we have those kind of percentages and then we have like a full layout that we do. But yeah. But that helped us where we could see like, okay, this is what is going to cost for us to live. This is what our bills are going to be. If we need more bills, we need to increase our income. Yeah. And we're willing to put a little bit more into our rent and decrease our blow budget pretty much mm-hmm. is how we would do it. So... We got a three-bedroom house with an office, and we knew we wanted an office for our business, so we decided to spend a little bit more than if we just try to find a three-bedroom home. Mm-hmm. And it, it really worked out. And And the cool thing about that budget is having that money that we're going to blow, that lets us go get lattes if you want, or go to QT, or go out to restaurants. Yeah. And so that's actually what one of the things that helps that money flow, where we're not feeling like it has such a tight hold on us, and we don't have a, such a tight hold on the money is having that extra space of like, this is the money that it's almost like we have to spend it. It's yeah. kind of like in our budget, like this is, this goes towards fun. Mm-hmm. And we haven't felt like it's claustrophobic with money in a long time. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really nice to know that we were able to move out. We did our budget. We looked at it. We saw what we want. We just adjust it every month if we want to depending or we keep it the same we get to have control of it instead of it controlling us now and so one of the big things that reject the regular kind of stands for is making more money like we do believe like making more money is one of those things that kind of leads to your freedom yeah and and that's one of the things that we believe hardcore in it like we used to feel like guilty making more money like we shouldn't make more money than our parents Mm -hmm. and all these kind of things like what what do i deserve to make that much money so now we have goals of being rich like yeah and we're cool with it because we're not we're not bad people. Some people think rich and they think greedy and that's not what we're talking about. We just want a life that we want and we go after it. So we take risks. We do take risks in this and know that not everything can pan out correctly, mm-hmm. but that's okay with us. We're willing to risk it for the biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> so if you if you guys kind of agree with this too about being okay with going after your dreams and not feeling that guilt mm-hmm. that they kind of put on you, like it's kind of like a society thing where it's like, Rich people are snobs. Yeah. And so you don't want to be a rich person because you don't want to be a snob or you don't want to be greedy. And so we kind of turned out and we're like, since I've been selfish and trying to get more money, I've actually been able to help more people. Yeah. Like we 
have donated so much more. We've given a lot of people advice. We've, we've been able to help out other small businesses. So mm-hmm. it's, it's been cool having that kind of flow. And But one of the other things is starting the business helped us with our house. So this office that we're in right now, we're recording, we actually get to write that off. Like our business pays for this section of the house. So that also helps us afford the the rent yeah. for this place. So we are all about making more money and making decisions that actually help your lifestyle out. It's not just about starting a business. It's not just about making more money. It's about getting the lifestyle that you want and then equipping yourself with the right tools so that you can do it a smart way. Yeah, exactly. So we understand that moving out is scary. There's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of advice you might be getting and you just don't even know where to start. And I think at the end of the day, one, you get to decide if moving out is ready, the right decision for you. Mm -hmm. You may feel like I'm okay with living with my parents. This is something that is helping both of us out. And that's okay. But if you have any of the emotions of, I'm ready to move out. My relationship with my parents are, is getting a little bit worse. I need more space. I just need to know who I am without my parents. Mm-hmm. Then decide. Decide. Don't say I wish or I want to, but make a decision that you're ready to move out. And then number two is get clear on what your expectations are. If you want that that forever home to be your first home, then that's where you're going to move towards. But if you're like, I don't know where I want to be in in five years, I don't know where I want to be in three years, then renting might be a better option for you. And then decide like what things are important to me. Do I need a pool in my backyard? Do I need four bedrooms? How many bathrooms do I need? Like get clear on what you actually need. Do and I then, want an apartment instead right, of yeah. a home? Yeah. Are you okay with an apartment? Are you okay with a certain neighborhood? Mm-hmm. And get clear on what your expectations are. And then you can actually, maybe you can lower your price range of what you're shooting for. Yeah. And number three is take control of your money. The biggest thing was getting a better relationship with money, to be able to talk with it, with Angel, to be able to not be embarrassed of what is coming in or what was going out now, to just really have an open and honest conversation about money and know that it doesn't control me. I can control it. It's a tool. Has been one of the biggest things for me, for you. And then for me, it's it's making more. Like, be cool with making more money. It's a nice feeling to actually have more money. I know everybody kind of is like, oh, yeah, I want to be rich, but they don't really go after it. Mm-hmm. And so we're actually making more money. So if you do want more tips and more kind of strategies, keep up with us. We're going to be talking more about making more money because mm-hmm. we're this is this is what Reject the Regular is all about. So follow us on Instagram at Reject the Regular or Facebook. We're even going to start a YouTube channel. But no, we're, we're we are promoting this make more money for yourself. There's some challenges that we are going to have coming up that are going to get people over that first hump of making their first $100. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited for that. So as Angel said, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Reject the Regular in case you didn't hear that enough times. And remember, dream big and take action. Bye.